the offering of Isaac, uh, it, it, it's, one of, it's, it's one of the crossroads. It's one of the, the, the primary um, stories of the Old Testament. And uh, it, 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 it rings all the way through to the New Testament. And that's pro- it's kind of where we're going to end up at the end of the day here today. Kind of talking a little bit about how, um, uh, how this is uh, to impact the church today and how it's to be applied to us today. Because this is really all about the nation of Israel and all about um, you know, God's promise to Abraham uh, to, uh, um, uh, to provide a nation and so forth. So uh, it, it's been portrayed throughout you know, history in, in a lot of great art, artwork. You know, besides Vicki, does anyone know who, who the artist is here? Because she told me that she knew. <laughs> she has this in her office, actually. So <laughs> Who's this? Vicky, yes, yes, very good, very good. So we, we've got a, uh, you know, it, it's just been, it, it's it's the one of the classic stories. And so essentially, you know, these two chapters, uh, we're covering a lot of material. And so I kind of struggled with that a little bit because I, I, I like to get a little bit deeper into things and so forth. And uh, but but we're just covering really Genesis one one uh, twenty one one through twenty one and then twenty two one through nineteen two. You know the first half of each one of these chapters, or the first you know large section of each one of these chapters, and, and it's really the crossroads, like I said in the New, uh, in the Old Testament, where 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 you know the nation of Israel is is being promised to to Abraham. Essentially, you know, um, you know, it, it is the birth of the nation of Israel, but it's also you know it, it really lays out the form and format of God's redemption plan for us all the way through into the New Testament and so forth. So. I really was struggling with what to do with this, and you know, at the end of the day, God just said, "Look, just tell a story." I mean, it's just it, this is good stuff, and so uh, so we're gonna we're gonna do a lot of reading, and I've got uh, the whole of the text that we're gonna put up on the screen and so forth. We're gonna read through that, and, and I want to work through it, and we're gonna work through it kind of quickly, so we're gonna kind of keep things moving along, and then we're gonna at the end we're gonna talk about um, the the you know kind of our essentially one of our um, Christianese. Uh, terms, you got to have faith, brother, you know, and, and, and what that actually means, because to me, it, you know, we, we throw these terms around, uh, you know, uh, in our, in our, you know, kind of our Christian culture and so forth, and, and they lose meaning, and I want to try to add meaning to what it means to have faith and what faith is. I want to try to do that today, see, see what we can do. So essentially, uh, talking about it as crossroads of religion, theology, and faith, Religion in that, you know, many of the, you know, at least several of the main religions of the world, they really, they really try to try to pull a lot of their um, uh, focus, a lot of their, uh, they, they trace themselves back to this very event. And, and we'll talk about that in just a few minutes, the way that the, uh, the Arab nations, they, they say it wasn't Isaac that was being offered up, it was Ishmael. And they trace their lineage back through Ishmael, and we'll talk about that. And there's, there's actually a good bit that's going to be on the website. Uh, there's a section of text that, that addresses that and so forth. So we'll be able to dive into that. You can dive into that more later if you'd like. Uh, theology, it's a, one of the clearest presentations of God's ultimate plan uh, as far as uh, the, what, what the sacrifice, how the sacrifice is going to come. Not necessarily seen clearly at the time, but it, it, it definitely, you know, prophetically uh, and, and lays out the God's redemption plan through, through, through Jesus. And then, you know, we'll talk a lot more about this, uh, the faith, you know, really expression, expression this, this, but, but this is one thing I want to start with. This one expression of faith on the part of Abraham, uh, Abraham made some mistakes, you know, the whole, 
we'll talk about you know the whole thing where he he did not believe that God was going to give him you know what was necessary to build a nation to fulfill God's promise and so he went out and tried to make it happen and 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 making it happen by by uh, laying with Hagar and having a, a having Ishmael and so forth you know that's that's that was kind of a lack of faith at that point and so forth so but 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 God's or, uh, Abraham's expression of faith is one of the premier things that's especially talked in the book of Hebrews and we'll get to that at the end so Okay, let's go ahead and start. Uh, open up your Bibles, uh, turn to, pay, uh, to uh, chapter 21 of the book of Genesis, first book of the Bible, and we're going to get started here. And I'm just going to read through this, and I'm going to make some comments and so forth. If you've got any questions, raise your hand, we'll, but we're going to try to move through it pretty quickly. And I'm going to apologize now because I have new glasses, and um, I told my optometrist that he's you know, just trying to be nice by calling them progressive. They're, they're bifocals. Let's just get over that. <laughs> it's just one of those things happens in your 40s, right? All right, let's start uh, in uh, verse 1. It says, And the Lord visited Sarah, and he said, it said the Lord did, not, uh, did for Sarah as he spoke, had spoken. For Sarah conceived and born uh, Abraham a son in his old age, at the set time of which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son to be born to him, whom Sarah had born to him, Isaac. Then Abraham uh, circumcised his son, uh, Isaac, when, uh, when he was eight days old, and as God has commanded him. And, and someone had asked me, you know, if, if really circumcision was something that the father normally practiced and so forth, and it actually was. Uh, and it wasn't really so much that, uh, that the father had, uh, had, had performed the circumcision, but it, it was important that it was on the eighth day, because that was according to the law. Uh, so essentially this is really setting up the fact that, you know, uh, it, was, it was done right and proper and so forth, and, and Isaac was in good standing according, uh, according to the law. Um, Isaac's name stands for laughing one because when when you talk about bearing bearing children in your old age it's always a smile that comes to your face because those of us that are yeah children are for the young at heart right so <laughs> and and so uh, let's see um, Abraham was not actually not uh, or I mean uh, Isaac was not Abraham's only son his first son was actually born to Hagar um, and uh, we talked about that and Abraham you know, of course, circumcising, and then there's the reference to the, to the law. Okay, so uh, Isaac is born. Whoops. Okay, now Abraham was 100 years old uh, when his son Isaac was born to him, and Sarah said, God has made, uh, made me laugh, and all who hear him laugh with me. Uh, she, she also said, who, uh, who would have uh, said to Abraham and to Sarah who would, would nurse children, for I have born him in his old age, and of course, Abram is hundred, and Sarah's in, in the in her nineties. So that's yeah, we got we got a miraculous birth going on here. Uh, it, 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 no matter no matter how close you are to Adam in, in lineage, it, it's still this is this is a miraculous thing. Okay, so the child grew and was weaned, uh, and Abraham was uh, uh, had a great feast on the same day that Isaac was weaned. And weaned means that he was about two or three year old, years old, essentially. You know the grace feast. Typically, this is you know they had passed you know a, a major mortality milestone. Is, is, do you know of anything else that was uh, why would you know that's the only thing that I could really find and demonstrate why they would have a, he would have a great feast uh, other than you know he's celebrating you know the, the the birth of his son and he has a, he has a direct heir through his through his wife Sarah and so forth. Okay. Great. And Sarah saw 
the, the son of uh, Hagar, the Egyptian, whom she had born to Abraham, scoffing. So this is, where, this is essentially where um, Ishmael is scoffing Isaac in the birth of Isaac. Now, at this point, you know, you've got to understand that Ishmael, and we'll look at this in the next slide, but Ishmael is about 16, 17 years old or so. Therefore, she said to Abraham, cast out this bondwoman and her son, uh, for the son is, uh, of the bondwoman shall not be heir with my son, namely with Isaac. And the matter was very displeasing in Abraham's sight because of his son. So this, this, is a, this is a tiff between Abraham and Sarah. You know, Sarah's like, look, you need to cast this woman, this, this boy out. And Abraham's, no, no, I mean, he is my son and so forth. So, but God, God straightens him out and, uh, you know, uh, helps him learn one of, my, one of my most important life lessons myself is that God built women with more antennas uh, than he built men. So men... It's important for us to listen to our wives uh, and, and the ladies that uh, are, are put in our lives because, you know, God speaks to them. Uh, God straightens them out right here in verse 12. It says, but God said to Abraham, do not let this be, be displeasing in your sight because of the lad or because of your bondwoman. Um, whatever Sarah has said to you, listen to her voice, for in Isaac your seed shall be called. So uh, God affirms, you know, what Sarah's saying is that they need to go. But it's really interesting because God still is going to take care of Ishmael, and God's still going to take care of Hagar, okay? Cause, and, and God even makes some, some promises and, and, and foretells what's going to happen through Ishmael. So, I mean, it's still, I mean, God's, God, you know, continually works through things that are, are, are expressions of our lack of faith, and God uses that stuff anyways. And that's just, to me, just how amazing amazing God is, is that God can take someone who makes mistakes and makes really big ones like I do and, and still uses those things despite me. And so that's just an exciting thing, you know, to, as we walk through our lives. And, and we'll talk more about that when we start talking about our, uh, the expression of our faith. So Ishmael, uh, scoffing, uh, Sarah's represent, and God still sp uh, spoke and confirmed that Ishmael's be cast. It's, you know, God told him to listen to his wife. And uh, sometimes that's what it takes, right? Oops. Come on now. Okay. Yet I will also make a nation of the son of the bondwoman uh, because he is your seed. So essentially, you know, God still promises a different nation through Ishmael. God says he's going to build, build this nation. It, becomes, it actually becomes the Arab nation. Uh, and... Uh, you know, essentially, that's why one of the reasons why they really say they want to go back and say, hey, you know, it's Ishmael that was offered up. It wasn't Isaac. You know, um, uh, Christians and Jews are polluting the text and so forth. And, and it is actually our nation that is to be blessed and so forth. So that's where that comes from. Come on now. There we go. So Abraham rose early in the morning and took a bread and skin of water and putting it on her shoulder, uh, on her, her shoulder, he gave it. And the, uh, and the boy to Hagar, and sent her away. They departed and uh, wandered the wilderness of uh, Beersheba. And the water in the skin was used up, and she was uh, placed the boy under, under, under the shrubs, and then sat uh, down uh, away from him at a distance uh, of about a bow shot. And she said for, to herself, let me not see the death of the boy. Uh, so she sat uh, opposite him and lifted her voice and wept. And God heard the voice of who? Of the lad. Not, not her crying, but of the lad. Again, you know, demonstrating. He's 16 or 17 years old. He, he realizes what's going on here. 
and this is really this is where you know God God intervenes and again just starts using the, you know what what would be deemed as a mistake. And the angel of God called to Hagar uh, out of the hev- out of heaven and uh, said uh, said to her, "What ails you, Hagar? Fear not, for God has heard the voice of the lad where he is. Arise, lift up uh, lift up the lad and hold uh, hold him with your hand, for I will make him a great nation." So God declares it. It's going to happen. If he'll be the, the, he, out of uh, out of this lad is going to uh, out of Ishmael is going to come a nation. Then and he calls it a great nation too. Uh, then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water and she went and filled the skin with water and gave the lad a drink. So God was with the lad and he grew and dwelt in the wilderness and became an archer and he dwelt in the wilderness of Paran uh, and and his mother and took a wife uh, 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 for him uh, uh, from the land of Egypt. So. You know, God's going to do these great things uh, with, with it. Now, it, it, uh, keep in mind, you can barely see it down here at the end. Uh, it says the New Testament actually references and still calls, you know, Ishmael born of the flesh in, in several places. So, you know, it's not, it, it's not that God's ignoring, you know, the source and how this all happened and so forth. But uh, it, it's, it's essentially, you know, uh, God's, God's making, uh, making some things happen out of, uh, out of our mistakes. Okay. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here am I. And he said, uh, and he said, now take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love and go to the land of Moriah and uh, offer him there as a burnt offering on the mountains of which I have, uh, uh, shall tell you. Now, you know, this is a, this is, this is really interesting here, you know, I feel this way often uh, in my life, and I wonder, you know, Lord, why am I having to go through this? And why am I having to go through this trial? And the answer is really simple. You know, at times, God tests us. And, and that's where we get an opportunity to express our faith. I've heard it said before that, you know, uh, when you got pray for patience, does God give you patience? No. He gives you an opportunity to have patience. So I stopped praying that prayer. <laughs> so, but, but at the same time, you know, if, um, and, and this is one of the, the primary points we're going to come to at the end here, is that when you have faith, faith by itself is nothing. In fact, God calls it dead. But if you act on your faith and you do something about that, then, and only then, is that faith materialized into something that other people see and God can use. So faith by itself and believing and trusting in God can bring peace to your heart, yes, but and it, it doesn't actually become something God uses until you act on it. And we'll talk about that uh, a great deal. And, that's, and I, say, I mention that now because this is really what, what, what's getting set up here. To, um, a couple of notes here. Uh, he says, take your only son, Isaac. Was, was Isaac his only son? No. No, but he was the son of promise. And, that's where, uh, the, and, and so that's what, that's what God is really expressing here. And you know, a, lot of, a lot of people point to that as a mistake, but it's really, you know, it, it's an expression that this is his legitimate son. And this is the son of promise. Okay? Um, okay. Okay, let's, let's move on. So Abraham rose early, early in the morning, saddled his donkeys, 
uh, and took two of his uh, young men with him and Isaac and his son and split the wood and the bird offering and arose and went to the place where God, which God had told him. Then on the third day, uh, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw, it's a three-day journey, by the way, uh, lifted his eyes and saw that from afar off. And Abraham said, said to the young man, stay here with, uh, with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder, proving he's, a, he's in southern Israel. He'll go yonder and worship, and we will come back to you. Uh, Abraham, he jumped. I mean, it, was, it wasn't, you know, he, he didn't wait a week. He didn't ponder this, you know, because what, what, what God was actually asking him to do was completely contrary to what God had told him previously. So uh, God had told him that through Isaac, I'm going to birth a nation that is, 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 ha, has as many grain uh, people as, 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 as the beach has uh, sand. So we're going to, whoop, thank you. <laughs> um, and, and it's completely contrary to, you know, for, so God's telling him to do something it's a complete opposite, okay? So it's not, it, it, it normally would be confusing. But what does Abraham do? Abraham jumps to his feet. He's figured out that, you know, he needs to walk by, uh, walk by faith and he needs to express that. He jumps and he has immediate and unquestionable obedience uh, and, and just, you know, jumps right to it. So Abraham took the wood, the burnt offering, and laid it on, uh, laid it on Isaac, his son, and he took the fire in his hand, and, and, a, and when he said he laid it on his son, he means carrying it. And his son and knife, and t- uh, two of them went together. Isaac spoke to Abraham and his father and said, My father. And again, this is, uh, Abraham's uh, comment back to him. He's, Here am I, my son. You know, basically saying, What is it? What, what do we need to do? And he said, Look, the fire, the wood, where's the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, uh, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. That is exactly what God did in the person of Jesus Christ and providing, Jesus, providing uh, our salvation. We, you know, it, it, it always comes back to there's absolutely nothing we could do to earn it. There was nothing that we did to earn our salvation. There's nothing. It's always and ever will be. It's all about Jesus, and it's all about God's, God's provision uh, for our salvation. And if he didn't, it wasn't coming, and there was nothing that we could do to earn, earn our salvation in any way, shape, or form. It's always been and always will be about God's, God's provision and God's salvation. Um, so the two of them went together, verse 9. Uh, then they came to the place which God had told him, uh, and Abraham built an altar there and the place of wood, on, uh, wood in order, and he bound Isaac, his son. That had to be interesting. <laughs> Dad, what are you doing? <laughs> Just tell me what you're thinking now, all right? And he laid him on the altar and upon, upon the wood, and Abraham stretched out his hand and took the, uh, took the knife to slay his son. I mean, he was all in. He, he, was, he was committed to this, okay? So a couple of key phrases. Um, you know, Abraham, you know, understood that, that they were going up to worship, and that's what this was about. This is an act of worship. Uh, and... Uh, um, and Abraham's commitment, uh, yeah, certainly he had him on the altar. He's all in on this, okay? Uh, but, thank God, <laughs> thank God, the angel of the Lord called to him uh, from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And so he said, here am I. Same answer. Okay, he said, do not lay your hand on your lad or do anything to him now. Uh, for now, I, 
I know you, that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. So God looked into his heart. And if people wonder, it's, oh, well, you know, Abraham, he's just you know, going through the motions, you know, pretty well figuring that God's going to do something here, you know, and so forth. No, I mean, God looked into his heart and said, you didn't withhold your son, your only son, from me. And God interrupted him. I mean, so that tells you right there that Abraham was going to do it. He was going to sacrifice his son. Okay? Now, that's not a practice for the, uh, for the uh, uh, you know, that had never been a practice for the Jews or for um, the, the people uh, of the time. Uh, it, was, it was, child sacrifice was in a few parts of Canaan, but not, certainly not ever, you know, mentioned in any uh, reference to, uh, uh, to anyone in Abraham's lineage and so forth. So um, uh, it, was, it was completely out of the ordinary, but, God, but he, was, he was up for God's plan. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and behind him it was a ram caught in a thicket uh, by its horns. Uh, so Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place, the Lord will provide. As it is, as it is to, the, to, to this day, in the mouth of the Lord it shall be provided. So a- Abraham, he's on track at this point. You know, he's making the right decisions. He's following after God. He's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Then the angel of the Lord called Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, blessing I will bless you and multiply, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and the sands in which, uh, uh, which is on the sea, seashore, and your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. That right there is a new, um, a new part of, of, uh, of the promise. And so God adds something. Back in uh, chapter 12, uh, that we're in chapter 22 here, back in chapter 12, when the original uh, promise is given, um, uh, there's, this is a new element that they're, uh, they're going to be uh, victorious over their e- enemies. So um, you know, it's kind of interesting to see that progression, uh, uh, that, that God's adding a few things uh, and, and filling in some color and filling in some of the lines. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Is that something to say? That because of one action in Abraham's life, just one, one act of obedience, all the nations on the planet are going to be blessed by God because of it. One act. And that, that's, that's, you know, some say that it's because... It, what he's actually talking about is that because, of the, because Isaac lived and because um, Abraham obeyed, that we have the lineage that leads up to the birth of Christ. Okay? All right? So that's, that, that's kind of that's where I lean as well. I think that's really what he's talking about. But it's just, I mean, just getting one thing right in your life can, can, can be, God can use that. And, and, and bless the world. I mean, you talk about one faithful Sunday school teacher in Chicago that win, wins D.L. Moody. D.L. Moody, from the Moody, Moody Bible Institute, wins one other person 
and that person then wins, the, uh, wins um, Billy Graham to Christ. Okay? That's another example of one, it's certainly not on this level, you know, but just one act of faithfulness, God can use that in, in our lives and in, in, in everyone sitting in this room. It's just amazing. Um, uh, uh, and you see, all nations of earth shall be blessed because you obey my voice. Abraham returned to, to his young men, and they rose and went together to Beersheba, and uh, Abraham dwelt in Beersheba. Okay? There's a, there's, there's, a, uh, there's a series of lessons that are outlined in, in one of my favorite commentaries, the Bible Knowledge Commentary from Dallas Theological Seminary. Um, uh, faith obeys uh, completely uh, the Word of God. Um, that's one thing we can kind of see here. Faith surrenders the, the best of God, holding nothing back. Faith waits uh, on the Lord uh, to provide all of one's needs, but God does, uh, uh, does, now provide, does not provide until personal sacrifice has been made. And true worship is costly always, so for the, uh, for the nation of Israel, uh, when, when they brought, brought in their sacrifices. But still, that, 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 that's talking about faith in, in kind of you know, more uh, general, ambiguous terms. So this is, where, this is where I wanted to spend you know, uh, a good bit of time. I think we're just about where I was hoping we would be. You know, one of the, 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 the these are important things that I pull out of this, uh, and, and I hope I hope they, uh, I hope this. I really struggled with this lesson this week, and um, uh, so that's why I want to get to the application because someone in here needs to hear this, and that's why I just want to get to it. This is a test, and and Abraham Abraham was being tested at this time. There's nobody. I mean, it, it's pretty cut and dry. But some of us kind of wonder, you know, some of the things that we're going through, some of the things that have happened in our lives, you know, why do I have to go through this? Well, you know, we really just need to kind of change our perspective and not say why, but yeah, this is just part of life. We need to expect the fact that God's going to test us because that's the, the only time that we get to express our faith is when we can continue to hold on to his hand and walk through our circumstances and see God's, you know, God's faithfulness borne out in, 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 in how he continues to provide, uh, provide for, uh, for our lives and so forth. It's an opportunity to show our faith. It's not something that should be, should be you know, you, know be, you shouldn't be disgruntled about it. And, and to me, and I'm not sure if I've mentioned this before, but there's a really, really nasty theological concept that is going around in our in our churches today and i i really haven't found any uh, a real good terms for it but i call it the do good get good do bad get bad theology and it's just wrong you know to think that to think that if i'm living for christ if i'm doing the right thing all the time it's going to be easy easy pleasy lemon peasy you know it's not it, it's it, you know my life is going to be uh, uh, you know, a bed of roses. A bed of roses has thorns. Come on. You know, we have to realize that just because I do what's good doesn't mean that I'm just going to be blessed. I'm going to feel good. Everything's going to be kind of, I'm going to coast through life because I'm a Christian. Where that comes in, that is just not it. You know, if, if I'm going through trials in my life, 
I'm up there with Paul, you know, John, you know, okay, all the apostles, okay, um, Jesus, you know, if you do the right thing, I can guarantee you, you're going to have a trial, and it's going to be tough, because this world, doesn't, this world doesn't like it, when you're doing the right thing, and you're living, living by faith, and you're expressing your faith by, by doing the right thing, even when it doesn't look like that's what you ought to be doing, and uh, in, and, 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 you know, common logic tells you you should be doing something different or, you know, I should be earning more or I should be doing this or doing that or whatever. Making, making decisions in your life that are based on God's direction, not the flesh, man's direction, or, or, or advancing in your career or those types of things, that is where we express our faith in Christ. And then God uses those things to bless and touch people, and we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. And that, that all that, what, what, the, the, best, the best imagery you can put around that is that it's God's hand, but he put on a glove named David Barber, and he's able to do things in this world because he's got that glove on. And without, without us, without his people, God is constrained to the miraculous to do his work and will. We, his people, we are the only things that can go to Israel and feed people. We are the only thing that can teach Sunday school on a week-in, week-out basis. We are the, you know, and, 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 and teach God's word. We are the only thing on this earth that can be controlled by God to do his work and will. Outside of the miraculous you know, things uh, that God can do, uh, can certainly do, but he's chosen to use us. And it's the only option. Um, faith stretching is a permanent condition. Uh, uh, Abraham's 100, so I'm, I'm 42, so I, I, it's, I can pretty well count on it the rest of my life. Uh, this one act of faith can change the course of human history, and we talked about that a bit as well. Um, let's look at Hebrews 11, uh, verses 8 through 12. If you want to flip over there, or it's right here on screen. And, and now I want to go. I want to end here in the New Testament because I think this is the, the the important way to to really see how it's seen, how the acts of Abraham are seen by. Uh, you know, we assume that Paul wrote the book of Hebrews and so forth. So, is, and, and, and Paul being a Jew, uh, I think that has a, a particular poignancy to it. It says, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go to the place which uh, he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out and knowing uh, where he was, uh, not knowing where he was going. By faith he dwelt in the land of promise as, uh, as a foreign country, dwelling in the tents of Isaac and Jacob. Uh, and their heirs become the promise, for he waited in the city and foundations where he was. So, you know, he is, he, you know, whenever they talk about his faith, they're talking about his actions too. Keep that in mind. Okay, that's what this first section is about. Let's look at verse 11. By faith, Sarah herself also received uh, strength to conceive seed, and she bore a, bore a child. It says, she received strength to conceive seed. So, I mean, it tells you directly that it was God's doing. 
and she bore a child and she, uh, she was, when she was past age because he judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore, speaking of God, therefore from one man and, and him as good as dead were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sands which, were, uh, which is by the seashore. So they're calling him as good as dead. Again, you know, speaking of uh, uh, the sacrifice uh, that, uh, that Isaac was to be. By, uh, and then, uh, let's see, uh, down to verse 17. The reference is wrong, but by, by faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who uh, had received the promise offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, in Isaac your seed shall be called. So, I mean, that really directly ties a reference to why they're calling him his only son, uh, because he's a son of promise, okay? Concluding that God was able to raise him up, uh, even from the dead, from which he had also received him a, 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 in a figurative sense. Again, I mean, right there, it's saying, this was the foreshadowing of the death and resurrection of Christ, okay? By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob, Esau, and concerning the things to come, okay? Let's look at uh, James chapter 2. Verse 14, okay? This, this really gets down to, to you know, the, 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 what, the faith has to have works with it. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says uh, he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of, of daily food, and, and, of, and one of you says to them, depart in peace and be warm and filled, but you do not give him the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also faith, is, uh, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Okay? So faith by itself doesn't mean anything. But someone will say, you have faith and I have, I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is, there is one God? You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But, but do you want to know, O oh foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Uh, was not Abraham, our father, justified by works when he offered Isaac, his son, on the altar? Do you see the faith was working together uh, with his works? And by, uh, by works, faith was made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled and it says, Abraham believed God and was accounted to him for righteousness. And he, he was called the friend of God. You, you, uh, you see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I love God. And I love him a lot. I've given my life to serve him. Okay? But until I get out of that chair and on my feet, and doing something, and doing something that God's directed me to do, um, uh, my faith is, is dead. It's only when it gets up and walks that it lives. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, you've, you've, you've given us so many blessings in this country. You, you've given us so many opportunities to to, to it, we're just a blessed nation. I mean, that's that's just without question. And and Father, you've you've given in just in this room, 
you've given us so many blessings. But Father, there, there's, there's, there's trials that all of us are going through. And, and Father, I, I just feel that, that, that we just haven't seen, um, we haven't seen trials in, in, in the light that you would have us to see them. Because they are opportunities to express our faith and to show it to a dying and undone world. So, Father God, I pray that you would help us to embrace those things, give us a grace and strength and, and, and just the mercy to, to walk through these things, holding your hand and, and, and exercising our relationship with you and seeing you work in our lives. Not only does that bless us, Father, but it blesses the world that's around us. And I pray, God, that we would, we would learn, to, uh, learn to express our faith through our trials, that we might glorify you and your Son. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.